I have thoughts, but uh, it's a yes for me. <laughs> this is Pen Sunday School. Here we go. That wasn't the real here we go. That was the fake here. <laughs> Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We're broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South this week. Well, this week, Penn is back to work. Yeah. That's what he does. He goes to the Rio, he does shows there. But I went and saw him this week, checked out the, the latest Penn and Teller show. What else we got? We have, uh, we have gigs coming up. All kinds of stuff's happening. That's just back to the old days of Godot. I know. The quality of that. When I know there's something I'm forgetting, then it's hard to... S- we were on Fallon. If I know I have nothing, then I can cook, I can cook with that. Yeah. But when I know I'm definitely forgetting something, I'm terrible at ad-libbing. Here he is preaching love, Pendulette. Here he is preaching the love, Pendulette. Nicely done. Nicely I can just done. throw it over again. Fallon's worth, worth billboarding, don't you think? No, we're already billboarding because we're here. Okay. We were on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. But there's a heartbreak behind it. Uh-oh. A horrible heartbreak behind it. Hondro <laughs> flew out from Spain yeah. to the United States of America yeah. to work with Penn and Teller. Yeah. And part of his, well, not his pay, that was separate, but yeah. part of like a little appreciation was we paid for him to fly to New York with us, got him a room there, yeah. and then he was going to meet Jimmy Fallon, which he wanted to do. Because Jimmy Fallon is very accessible to us. Yeah. And he was also going to help with the trick, the backstage part of it. Yeah, yeah. So Honda was very excited. So we got on the airplane. We sat next to each other. We talked the whole way. We got into New York City, and we arrived in New York City last Monday. You know what last Monday was, right? Um, International Paella Day. That's right, International Paella Day. So uh, my wife had found us a wonderful paella restaurant. That a vegan paella, uh-huh. and we had reservations for Nate, me, and Hondro to get to the hotel at 9 p.m., 8.30 p.m., yeah. then head over to this restaurant for a paella, oh. have a nice paella together, and then we would go to Fallon the next day, and he would meet Jimmy Fallon, we would hang out, then afterwards go out for some more good New York food. Yeah. whole whole thing planned. So we get to the hotel, and they've delivered us those fancy ass COVID tests. Yeah. Right? The ones that have the battery in them. Oh. Which is such a waste of battery. Two AA batteries, one test. That's, that's have you seen these? I have it's not. It's the one I use, like 75 bucks. Hmm. They're really good COVID tests, right? Yeah. They have a little vial on top of it. It's probably the same as the cardboard test. It's just they put batteries in it so it lights up. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it does light up. <laughs> and it goes for half an hour. Yeah. It says, you know, uh, one light goes on going, you know, working. Yeah. And there's two lights at the bottom. One says positive, one says negative. Oh. So we went up to our rooms, uh, Nate, Hondro, and I, and said, we'll do the tests. Then we'll be down. We'll meet and offer paella. And my WhatsApp lights up because that's the way I talk to a Spaniard. Yeah. You don't use messages or anything. No, it's all no, WhatsApp. No. Yeah. And all, there's a picture. All of, all of my foreign friends, we, we WhatsApp. There's a picture, driver's license of Hondro with his picture, and next to it, the the test for COVID lighting up positive. 
Now, why he had his license there for the picture, I think is because he was all set to take it when it was negative. Yeah. Because that picture has to be sent to the night show. Yeah. So there it is with his driver's license, and it says positive. Everything falls apart. Yeah. I send that picture to Nate, and Nate says, oh, he photoshopped that. Really funny. I said, I don't think so. Oh, no. And I wrote to Hondro and said, Nate thinks you photoshopped this. And Hondro went, not the kind of joke I would do. (laughs) I'm uh, COVID positive. Oh. So I called up the restaurant and said, no paella for us. Now, keep in mind, for five hours, right. I was on the airplane next to him, and we were talking Spanish, which means <laughs> at each yeah. other the whole time, right? And, and uh, there's anyone I know who loves getting COVID, it's you. Oh, yeah. And I was, uh, I was negative. Yeah. Andro said, so I, I just sit in my room? He said, yeah. So Andro was in New York City. Oh, my God. Second time in his life. Can I send out for food? Yeah, you can set up for food, Hondo. Okay. That's awful. That's awful. He just sat in the hotel for, what, a night, two nights? And then he, um, he tested negative, flew back to Vegas. And then we did the weirdest thing, because no one knows anything about COVID. No. no one knows a fucking thing in the world. And our organization doesn't know what to do. I mean, our organization doesn't know what to do with things that other people do know. (laughs) So our organization was something that nobody knows. We don't know anything. Yeah. Teller wanted to rehearse with Hondro. Yeah. Masked up. He'll stay away. So we finally ended up with the weirdest compromise in the world. Empty theater, completely empty. Yeah. Way back at King's Row. Yeah. By the light booth. Yeah. Hondro sits alone with... Two masks on. Yeah. We work up on stage with a Zoom connection to Hondo in the audience. Yeah. That's the way we worked. It was it was bizarre. Yeah. And then it was that fun like half translation thing that happens when uh, normally if someone like can understand the language but can't speak it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hondro could just hear everything we were saying all the time. Mm-hmm. But if he spoke up and not directly into the Zoom, then we couldn't hear what he was saying. Right. I was driving Teller Bananas. Yeah. It was really, really annoying. And then he flew back on his birthday, flew back to Spain on his birthday, which was April 1st. Yeah. And, uh, but the Fallon gig went very, very well. Yeah. Because Fallon loves us because he's wrong. <laughs> Fallon got in his head. Yeah. And he will not get it out of his head. No, I know. I've, I've read his version. Yeah. That we started his career. <laughs> he says, without Penn and Teller, there'd be no Jimmy Fallon. He believes that. There was a gig he was supposed to open for us on. Yeah. And I guess he wasn't doing well, and they didn't know if he was going to open for us. Yeah. They said, there's this guy, Jimmy Fallon, supposed to open for you. We said, Okay. That was my entire input to Jimmy Fallon's career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he believed, and I've told him, uh, Jimmy, we, we didn't do anything for you. He says, you said, okay. <laughs> if I hadn't opened for you, I wouldn't have my manager, wouldn't have my agent. I wouldn't have had anything that came after. Yeah. I said, Jimmy, you're really good. It all would have happened on a different road. I don't know that. 
So before we went on, he went on during commercial and told the whole audience <laughs> that we were responsible for his career. And when I argue with him, he just thinks I'm being humble. Ah. He believes we went to bat for him. Yeah. Saved his whole career. And it's true. I didn't say, oh, let's not have him open then. We could have said that. <laughs> we didn't. So that's what we get, uh, that's what we get credit for. Yeah. And uh, he comes back, and this time he came back and we talked about Dylan. Yeah. I talked about going to the Dylan Center. He's a Dylan nut. We had a great time talking Dylan. And um, this is before Saturday Night Live? Yeah. The, he was just uh, having a tough patch yeah. as a stand up. Mm -hmm. And he opened for us and did very well because it was a. For him, a huge crowd at that time. Yeah. It was uh, sold out, and he went out and did really, really well. And he believes if he hadn't had that chance in front of a thousand people to do really well, that his manager and agent who were in the audience wouldn't have uh, had a Oh, up. that makes a little more sense. It's manager and agent, not just, I had a good gig and it was, went well and some people... Like it was no, like no. It was everybody that took his career from there. Yes. Got him Saturday Night Live and everything. We're in the audience that night. Okay. And he was supposed to be thrown off that gig. And we said, ah, it's okay. Ah. Well, in that case, yeah, you're welcome, Jimmy. I, <laughs> I think he's right. But now, as you know, he hosts The Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. He's doing okay. So, so he treats us very well. Yeah. I mean, but how many times have you been on Jimmy's Jimmy Show? Jimmy treats everybody very well. He's... Notoriously one of the nicest guys in show business. Everybody's treated very well by Jimmy. And he's so humble and so sweet and does a perfect job. No, I have a friend, uh, Dion Flynn. He played Barack Obama on mm -hmm. The Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he was an improv guy. Uh, and I did a bunch of shows with him back in the day. And he told me, he's like, they called me. And they're like, Jimmy and him knew each other from before he was on SNL. Mm -hmm. uh, and said, hey, we're auditioning people to do Barack. You should come in. And Dion's like, I don't do a good imitation of Barack Obama. I don't do good imitations of any. I'm not an impressionist. Mm -hmm. I'm just a comedic actor, but I'm not known for doing any impressions. And he's like, just do something and come in or whatever. And if you watch the clips of him, he's always the straight man to the bit. And mm -hmm. so Dion's always just playing just uptight, buttoned up Barack Obama, like, hold on a second, uh -huh. you know, kind of thing. And he's just being like the dad in every sketch or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not authoritatively like an amazing impression at all. <laughs> and he got to work for like a decade, you know? Uh, uh, and, and, and he says, Jimmy just liked me. And yeah, Fallon is yeah. sweet and kind and also does a really good job. Yeah. And he can do everything. Yeah. You know, he's that old-fashioned show business, which I guess is still coming around. I mean, James Corden and also um, Colbert. Yes. They can all do everything. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. can sing, they can move, they can do impressions, they do everything. Right, but they don't, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the people you brought up doesn't have the same reputation as Jimmy Fallon. I know, uh, it's uh, not. <laughs> Two of the people I brought up do not have the same reputation <laughs> as Jimmy Fallon. No, and I feel like, I feel bad, because I, 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 I watched the, sh the show, and I, and I, and I watched uh, Jimmy once in a while. He really took a loss from people who lean left politically for tousling Trump's hair. Yep. Legit, like hurt his real impact for a long time, uh, impacted because his career. You have to be careful who you're nice to. Right. He was simply nice. Yes, that was his whole sin. <laughs> was just nice to the enemy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, doing doing what he always does for every single person consistently. Yeah. 
And then suddenly he laughs too much at his own bits. I hate him. And, oh, and everyone tries to say, it's not just Trump. It's, and they try to say it's other stuff. And it, it's not other stuff. It's not other stuff. It's not other stuff at all. And he also um, made his political point clear. But when somebody was there, he was nice to them. Yeah. Which is, I think, how we all should be. Yeah. Well, Billy Bush also. Yeah. Billy Bush went down for talking to Trump that way, which is exactly his job. He's supposed to make the guest comfortable yeah. and loose to go on the show. You're not supposed to be a, an everyday Tinseltown tap dancing reporter and then suddenly go for the Pulitzer yeah. when, you, when you get the opportunity. <laughs> but also, we have all been backstage with psychopaths. Yes. You've been backstage with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you want to pick up an example, sure. <laughs> And yes, if you and Teller are backstairs running against something that I don't agree with, uh-huh. whether I'm mic'd or not, yeah, I would just sit there. I can't think of any circumstances where I go, "Hey, wait a second. Yeah, wait I can't second. think of one scenario where I'd be like, "No, no, no. Yeah, I got to put my foot down with you guys." Yeah, but especially <laughs> if someone is going on your podcast, yeah, and they're about to talk and they're talking this stuff, you don't say, "Shut up." Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Ladies deserve respect. All right, let's go to the interview. Yeah. That's just not the way it's going to go down. Yeah. And it's just, it's what you're supposed to do. And he was getting him comfortable. You could almost say he was helpful in getting that information out. Right. But. um, They they don't say it. But Jimmy is wonderful. Yeah. We went on the show. And Jimmy doesn't know anything before we go on. He he likes to know nothing. That's the best way. He won't even be told blocking. He's probably noticed. that was moving yes. Jimmy into position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do the blocking with someone else. Also, talk to the guy that does Jimmy in the in, for the rehearsals. Stand in? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, stand in. I said to him, I, it never struck me before, but I looked at him and said, you have the best job in the world. He said, I do. It's, <laughs> it is fabulous. I come out here. I'm not expected to be funny. Right. I just stand where I'm told. Yeah. I read the prompter, and I am done a half hour before the show starts, I get home by four o'clock. <laughs> and you said I worked three hours. You're you work in entertainment. You yep. get to be around all the celebrities in the yep, world. Yep. And then you're and you will never get called for being good or bad. Right. You'll never be no. popularity ranked. And he stood there, we went, I think we want Jimmy a little bit to the left. He moves a little bit to the left. <laughs> he says, <laughs> Now, here they are, longest running show in the history of Vegas, Penn and Teller. And then there'll be a few questions. That's yeah. what he said exactly. <laughs> Good job. You guys did donut, mm-hmm. which I love. Or as Robbie Libin calls it, dog nuts. Dog nuts. That's what it's called officially backstage. <laughs> Was there a debate? You weren't sure what you were going to do for a while. We weren't sure because, you know, every producer yeah. on every TV show says, we want a bit that you've never done before. Yeah. Want a bit that's huge, yeah. really big, barely fits in the studio. Yeah. Three minutes total. Yeah. And then you can set up and tear down in 10 seconds. <laughs> and we say, okay, we'll work on that. Although no one has ever created that in the history of the world. <laughs> but we'll be working on it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And th- that's every show. Yeah. I mean, now we're doing a Super Bowl thing. What do you think they want? First time ever, biggest thing ever done. Three minutes, set up, tear down, 10 seconds either side. Oh, because Super Bowl's in Vegas this year. Yeah. I mean, you would be invited as a world-class entertainer, no matter where it was. 
but certainly you come to mind more quickly. We're not doing the halftime. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bruce Spring, Beyonce, Stones. So that, that's who that is. We're not doing the halftime. Yeah, yeah. But boy, Jimmy's just a pleasure to do. And they give us adequate rehearsal, which no other show does. And they deal with all Teller's bullshit that I can't fucking stand. <laughs> but they deal with it so that he rehearses enough so he's good. Yeah. You know, he really, really makes a difference. You know, the rehearsal we do makes a difference. Yeah. I don't like it. You still don't like it and you don't care. No, but I don't like it. I don't care. Teller's right. Makes a difference. Teller's right. Yeah. But I don't have to like that. Yeah. I can still be pissy about it. Yeah. I can be sullen about it. I can try to um, to undermine him. <laughs> <laughs> I can do all those things. That doesn't change that he's right. Teller insult, not insulted. Teller busted my balls in rehearsal the other day. It was really funny. It was really funny. And then I was like so happy that I was like, oh, I've reached this level. That's good. <laughs> and then he walked it back with an apology and then I was insulted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Uh, uh, we were trying to come up with uh, different ways to end uh, uh, one of the new tricks you're working on, mm -hmm. the spirit cabinet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, I said, is there any way for uh, you and Penn to switch places uh, at the end? Yeah. But uh, do you have any good ideas? That was what he said. <laughs> And then I think that was too harsh. I mean, let's keep thinking. It's like, no, don't you walk it back. <laughs> walking it back is the insult. Yeah, the insult you're right. You're right. The insult is absolutely amazing. Because he walking it back yeah. makes him, he is now realizing that he meant it. <laughs> right? That's a walking yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he didn't mean it, he wouldn't think again about it. Yeah, yeah, But he's yeah. sitting there in the chair and yeah. he's going, oh, I really meant that. He might have hurt his feelings. <laughs> To not all apologize. <laughs> Whereas if he didn't mean, he wouldn't apologize. No, that was the same rehearsal. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. I want to give this away, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give it away. You know, I do my thinks where I just sit and think of new ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about blockhead, which is a trick from the carnival where you hammer a nail up your nose, which I thought would 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 go away once everyone did the initial COVID testing. It did go away. Yeah. No one does that trick anymore. No one did that trick before. Yeah. It's a shitty trick. <laughs> but I was thinking about Blockhead as a way to repurpose this. Yeah. And I was thinking about Carbonaro's Bill and the Lemon. Yeah. Side note, my favorite use of Blockhead was you, your story of where you got a reporter to come review you. Yeah, yeah. And I stuck the thing up my nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what are those called on the desks? I know. You smashed your reminders in there. Yeah. I don't even think the, those a are A spike. It's just called a, a desk spike. Paper spike or something. Paper I spike. put that up my nose and spun it at a uh, at a reporter that I wanted to get to review our show <laughs> way back in the seventies. So it's not a good trick. No one can do anything with it. Use a hammer and you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a deviated septum on my left side. I can't do it there anyway. Yeah. So I am uh, I, I'm immune nostrils for blockhead. But I was sitting there thinking, you know, if I rolled up a bill. Really tight. When I say if I rolled up a bill really tight, I mean if Nate rolled up a bill really tight. So um, could I put a borrowed $20 bill from the audience up my nose? Yeah. Quickly and efficiently. And so I told everybody I want to do this trick. And the yeah. teller got the idea of why don't I have a lemon and draw a face on it and say, I'm going to make the bill appear in my head and hold it up as though it were in my head. 
They had the guy put gloves on. Yeah. And then say, cut open the lemon. Cut open the lemon's not in there. Where did I say it was going to appear? In your head. Do you see something green in my nose? <laughs> yes, I do. Take those tweezers and pull your bill out of my head. Now, turns out that a bill rolled. Yeah. Um, I can't quite fill it, fit up my nose. Yeah. About a half inch is sticking out. Yeah. Turns out so, nails and spikes are thinner than a rolled up bill. Yeah. So we folded it in half and then rolled it up. It's a little short thing. And then stuck it up my nose. You still see the end sticking out. Yeah. But I think that's because at that point, I was already swollen and bleeding from trying to put <laughs> the other one up my nose many times. <laughs> at one point, you pulled out one of the things and just blood started gushing out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> we consider that feature, not a bug. <laughs> but let me tell you something. You know Zeke. Yeah. Zeke's a tough guy. Yeah, yeah. Zeke is horror movies, nothing yeah. but horror movies, most intense possible. Zeke is punk rock all the way. Yeah. Zeke's tough, 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 tough. Zeke pulled the bill out of my nose and gagged. <laughs> so we think we got a good trick. <laughs> but if I can't get it all the way in, yeah. I'm going to put a clown nose on, which is good advice sexually too. <laughs> you can't get it all the way in, put a clown nose on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. if I had a clown nose over it, took off the clown nose and said, do you see something green in my nose? Yeah. I think that's okay. I think so too. I think it's going to be a great trick. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a winner. And as long as you don't nosebleed all over the people and you bring up on stage. What do you mean? <laughs> Isn't it better if I do? <laughs> Called the biohazard trick? I just remember we all were startled and your nose bled. And then I said, why are we surprised? <laughs> I remember Aaron, who's our new yeah. stage manager, yeah. uh, coming over with gloves and Kleenex to take the bill away from me <laughs> and just looking at me like, this is the job I wanted? <laughs> I... I tried to get this job for months. I did four interviews. And now I'm watching a guy pull a rolled up bill out of his nose yeah. and bleeding. And it's disgusting. And he's grinning his full head off. My nose is still sore, by the way. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it live. It might only be on Fool Us. Right. If I do it on Fool Us for Allison, if Zeke gags... What's Allison going to do? I don't know. I mean, she's, she's going to react more than Zeke. Yeah. 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 So she might actually vomit. Yeah. So it could be a really good it also thing. is something to the uh, nails and spikes having a smooth texture. and A bill. Bill, bill, bill. having it like sandpaper up your nose. <laughs> uh, there's, some, uh, there's some problems here. No doubt yeah. about it. So um, you are now uh, you now clean shaven. Are you wearing a beard? It's hard to tell. I've you're trimmed it. I've trimmed it down. Trimmed it down. But yeah. you still you don't want to have that all in the neck, right? No, no, no. no. I got to shave that off the neck. But you know when you use blades, they're really expensive. Yes, well, shaving is expensive, and not expensive. Uh, they're, they're like behind lock and key. You have to like get staff. It's a pain in the ass. Them. Razors cost. Why do they cost so much? It's a piece of metal sharpened up. Harry's razors are incredibly sharp and made in their own factory in Germany. Most importantly, they cost as little as two bucks per blade. What? That's wicked cheap. Get a quality razor you can depend on delivered straight to your door from Harry's. Not locked up. I mean, no. maybe your door is locked, but you have the key to that. <laughs> 
I like Harry's razors. Yeah. You know, I am not a hairy man. No. So I don't shave often. So Harry's razors last me like a year. You're right. No, no, no. But I, yeah, I, they're, they're great blades. I use them. I, got, I, I have to shave often. And it feels good. Yeah. It's a good feeling. That razor. handle, that handle's legit. Nice handle. Nice handle. Uh, keeps your facial hair quality. The shave is beautiful. So um, the starter set is $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash pen. pen. It includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted-handled, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Yes. Plus, you can schedule replacement blade delivery whenever you need them with refills as low as 2 bucks. Yeah. It's a good deal. Dozens of affordable items to go along with your subscription, like shaving cream, post-shave, a balm, body washes, hydrating lotions, and more. I like saying the word balm. It's one of the words yeah. I like. Like spackle. Sleek, ergonomically weighted handles that look good in your bathroom and give you precise control with each swipe. There's no reason not to try Harry's. If you shave, try Harry's. Don't get overcharged for razors. Get Harry's. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash pen. That's harrys.com slash pen. Now we get to go with one of our uh, oldest advertisers. Yeah. Stamps.com. Love them. We love stamps.com. We just want to talk about people that send out. The long-suffering Laura yep. sends out stuff with stamps.com. Com, handles all the shipping, yeah. does all that. And in your organization, who handles all the shipping? Uh, Jacob. Jacob handles all the shipping, but he does it through stamps.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Jacob is, uh, you know, he's a, he's a live tech guy. He's not like a big computer guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, loves their customer service. Whenever there's any questions, he always gets a simple answer super fast. And then we also have a lot of international as well as domestic people who, who we send stuff to. And they make sure we get the cheapest rate. They've been a sponsor since 2013. Yeah. 10 years and stamps.com has been going like 25 years and they are great. Yeah. I don't know why anyone wouldn't have, I can't think of one reason not to have stamps.com. Yeah. You get all you need is a computer and a printer. They even send you a free scale. So you'll have everything you need to get started. If you need a package pickup. You can easily schedule it through your stamps.com dashboard. You can stay, if you sell products online, stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Yeah. You just can't go wrong. Running a business isn't cheap, especially when it comes to fulfilling orders for your customers. Luckily, stamps.com is huge carrier discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. Set your business up for success when you get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PEN for a special office that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code PEN. That's P-E-N-N. I know how to spell my name. So that covers uh, Fallon. That covers my nose. Now you have, yeah. I believe, yeah. the number one comedy album in the world. Is that right? That's right. Uh, in America, mm. for sure. You know, the United That's States. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Onto both iTunes and Amazon. And if you can hold on to it all week, we will be the number one comedy album on Billboard. And what is the name of the comedy album? It's called Matt and Manning's Extreme Socials, Hey Scoops. Hey Scoops is the name of the album. Hey and, Scoops. Yeah. And the band is Matt and Manning's Extreme Social. But just search for Hey Say Scoops. Say it slower. Hey, like, hey. H-E-Y. Hey Scoops. That's it. Just search for Hey Scoops on iTunes and uh, on Amazon. 
Either they, one. They buy it. They buy it. We get so much more of a higher ranking move to purchase it rather than stream it. Right. So it's should purchase it. Yeah. It's Help 10 bucks. Bob Matt Donnelly. 10, 10 bucks. bucks. 10 bucks puts you on number one. You could be part of creating the number one yeah. comedy album. Yeah. Like if, if we if we hold on number one and go on Billboard, we're going to put out a press release and all kinds of stuff. It's, we're we're, we're going to remember- not only do you help Matt and Mattingly, yeah. but don't buy a comedy album by anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While you're there. <laughs> yeah. While you're there, don't say, oh, that looks funny. I'll pick up that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till next week. Yes, please. That's, that's all we have. someone else number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not enough to build up what you like. You also have to tear down what you don't like. Yeah. And it's an old school comedy album. There's a lot of songs, original songs based on really weird, crazy, funny jokes from our podcast. But you'll get them. You'll you'll you understand the, the songs when you listen to them. It's usually Kathy Griffin every year, so stay away from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was uh yeah, no no other giant in the stand up world put out a comedy album this weekend, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh our, our anniversary, we launched Ice Cream Social on April first. So we, we decided to launch the album there. Mm-hmm. Little flaw, and that some people were was, when we were trending as the number one comedy album on April first, people were like, mm, you're beating Bill Burr. What's going on? This is April Fool's. Uh, it's not. It's it's really happening, and so whatever date you're recording, well, it's this, now April second. So yeah, you're not allowed to say anything false. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Lying, lying is forbidden, and so yeah, get get the Hey Scoops album in uh, specifically iTunes and Amazon helps the Billboard rankings, and so we'd like you to buy it there. Doesn't matter where. No, iTunes or Amazon. yeah, yeah. As long as people are paying an album price on, on those two places, they they track those. Good. Yeah, and once you have the number one record, you have the number one record. That's it. Yeah. And of course, there's a special vinyl release for DJs. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Actually, we are making vinyl. Reddy's going to get a vinyl. Really? Uh, yeah. People who executive produced it back when we crowdfunded it uh, before the pandemic. It took us a while, okay? Uh, are going to get a vinyl uh, printed uh, for them. Oh, really? Yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. So uh, we're really excited about it. I mean, uh, you came to our bucket show, Mike Spadoni. He has a whole recording. And uh, it was really good. Yeah. The show was really good. Hondra was really impressed. That was very sweet. Yeah, that was it was good. And then yeah, we just did a show. Um, we we launched the album at uh, Brian Brushwood's compound. He was doing his Founders Day where he made his uh, big art compound. He founded it on April first as well. And so we did our album launch there in a big live event. And was Mattingly there? And he was. Yes. Oh my goodness, he left Pittsburgh. I know. We were all together, uh, and we did another. For me, show. it's easy to get out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know how it gets all the time. Did you have a good turnout in Austin? We did. We had a great turnout. Uh, it was a nice, really fun event. Uh, I got We got our friend Alex Ramon from the Foolers Tour to stop uh-huh, by, sure. and he did a show. There's bands. There's all kinds of fun stuff. It was a really oh, good day. It was a real event. It was a real And then last fun night event. at the show, um, you had all your Scottish scoops were at our show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, Brogan Hastings, who's the, uh, the artist. If you, yeah. if you are a Patreon supporter and you get autographed, Postcards from Penn. Brogan is uh, often- Brogan's a great artist. Yeah, the designer. I had to sign the um, Marvel uh, comic thing she did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she had a note from Brian Brushwood that said, <laughs> Dear Teller, this is a good project. Please sign the poster. Uh, if you have any questions, text me. Oh. And I said, you, you, you don't need that note. Teller will sign anything, <laughs> anytime, anywhere. <laughs> But she showed the note to Teller and Teller looked at it and said, I don't have his text number. <laughs> we only email. Yeah. So, because um, Teller doesn't really know how to use text, so. Yeah, yeah. Brogan did the uh, artwork uh, for the album as well. And now Brogan and Moxie 
are fast friends. Oh, good. They bonded on um, on uh, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. They're also when when Mox is in Scotland. Yeah, uh, they're going to be Mox will be uh, tended to. Oh, them. perfect. Because they know Scottish. Yeah, yeah. In they, Scotland, they speak Scotland. Um, yeah, they're from Australia and Scotland, but to our ears, the same. But one was from Scotland, toured from Australia. Brandon's from Scotland. Uh, Brogan's from Brogan. Scotland. Brogan's from Scotland. Brogan's from Scotland. And I think you meant Wayne and Kez, and yeah. they're from Australia. Yeah. And also the guy who owns uh, Elgin Magic. Uh, Elgin. Oh, oh, Jobeth yeah. Bowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his wife. Oh, excellent. Who, who are lawyers. Sydney, yeah. They're, they're lawyers who like magic, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole Elkton magic scene is just because it's bored lawyers backing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's fantastic. I'm actually going to go. I liked him. Yeah. They were backstage for a long time chatting. Oh, great. That's good news. When are you playing Elkton again? July. Yeah. I mean, I just said, uh, get me, whatever case you get me, uh, I'll do it. And I've, and then, uh, he's lined up. I'm doing seven shows in 10 days all around Maryland, Philly, oh, that's nice. DC. And he's, he's booking all of it. He's, He's your manager now. He is. I'm slowly but surely, I will get him to be a manager because <laughs> <laughs> if the law doesn't pay you enough, managing a struggling uh, magician will yeah. pay all the bills. That's a good deal. <laughs> and uh, Mox is opening for you. Yes. This is so exciting. Uh, May 11th through the 14th at the Downtown Grand Casino. Uh, there's, a, there's a House of Magic show there, 6 p.m. show. They turn one of the side little catering spaces into a comedy club. That's a no-frills room. Which I think is still okay for Mox's style. Mm-hmm. They asked me to do a seventy-minute show. I want to do, uh, do that. Uh, I like I, want, I like that space, and I'm, and I'm about to go on a quick little tour with Piff for a week. So I want to make sure I was doing shows right before then to get tuned back up. Mm-hmm. And they said seventy minutes, and I was like seventy minutes in the in a in a comedy club room. I think I'm. I think I need an opener. And mm-hmm. so I asked Mox uh, to open, and and Mox said yes. And uh, it's a six o'clock show. Yes. Uh, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. When I have shows. Yeah. But I can go and watch Mox's part of the show. Yeah. And get to my show. Totally fine by me. I won't see much of you. That's okay. That's okay. See, see you open. already put me on tour. I'm good. You're not. You're in our relationship. We're fine. <laughs> you're already. I've already gotten the work from you seeing. When my you're act. hosting the Tonight Show, <laughs> will you be saying, "Boy"? Penn, Penn and Teller really set up everything for me. That, yes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll get the host of the Tonight Show. So if it goes from wherever... Jimmy Fallon to uh, to Matt Donnelly, we have kept. Yes. We've kept our position of the Tonight yes. Show. Yes. <laughs> but nobody, unlike Jimmy, there'll be no detractors to my version of the story. <laughs> 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 it's all you guys at your house. And Mox is also being booked. Yeah. You know that Sideshow Gelato. Oh, great. Is opening in Chicago. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In April. Yeah. I'm going to try to get out there. Yeah. But Mox is being booked to do a week there. This is it. So take the gigs. Do the gigs. The so Mox will be uh, Mox will be working like a freak. So exciting. You know, when do they graduate? Uh, Mox graduates the 24th of May. So just gigs line up before you're even out of high school. And I will go to a graduation yeah. and then get directly on a plane to the UK. Teller will already be there, but I'm staying for the graduation. Good. I'm, I'm also s- glad that could work out. That's a painful thing about entertainment. We sat and talked about it over dinner. And yeah. Mox said, oh, no, it's not important that you make the graduation at all. <laughs> and at that point, I knew it was very important that I make the graduation. <laughs> That's when I knew. 
So all I'm really doing is I'm leaving two days late for the UK, which is two days to accustom to jet lag before we do a lot of press stuff. So we just sort of kept that a little closer. All right. Then I get a flyover after Fool Us for Edinburgh. But if Mox keeps getting gigs, I can't go to every gig Mox has or I won't have time to do my own career. Because soon it looks like Mox will be working as much as me. Oh, I mean, if Mox gets a 45 parlor together, I got plenty of places to get and yeah. get Mox in touch with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 45 parlor. Next stop, 45 parlor. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. That opens up a lot of venues. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Is that yeah. what they call it? 45 parlor? 45 minutes parlor if you have a 45 minute parlor set then there's a lot of venues that just you know serve some kind of dinner drinks or whatever mm-hmm. mystique is five locations so that's five there right away so out, out of the five there's five <laughs> no no uh what is this a place that just opened in san antonio uh there, there are all these little magic clubs popping up all over the place and that's they, they all book a magician for a week or a weekend and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and it's all high-end stuff and you're holding that uh, you're holding that market <laughs> I just, I take the gigs. Sure. I say yes, and I take the gigs. Well, they book you once a year. Yeah, every place has invited me back so far. Yeah. Not true for everybody. No, no, no. Some people don't get invited back. Yeah, that's right. You're one of the ones that does get invited back. That's a good sign. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> what else is going on? Let's see. Uh, as of this recording, I, I'm about, I, two days I drive out to Pasadena. Uh-huh. Audition for America's Got Talent. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, you did that at the uh, you did your America's Got yes, Talent the, the little hunk there. at the, at the uh, bucket show that we yeah. went to. And uh, <laughs> this town has been uh, it's season eighteen of America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. and this town has had a lot of talent recruited, or uh, you know, mm-hmm. for that. And so there's an aerialist acrobat who works with my wife, who saw my my audition trick that I filmed mm-hmm. at the bucket show. And my wife couldn't go. She had to work. So she, they ran to the backstage. She said, oh, you, you were at the bucket show. I said, yes, I really love the improv stuff. And she goes, how was the magic trick? I said, oh, it's very AGT. <laughs> <laughs> that was hers. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. We wanted to be very, very, very AGT. Yeah, that's kind of what the, I don't know, the whole idea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if I, uh, so we'll see. Uh, I'm very excited about it. It's now, what is this? What do you mean? What do you mean? The audition? If you submit your auditions mm-hmm. and they like enough of the elements in place, because I've auditioned for, I auditioned for America's Got Talent back in season 10, the same year as Piff. Mm-hmm. So I think I pulled the story on air yeah. where Mattingly and I went to different rooms to different producers. Yeah. And we said, that, that's, I think it's going pretty good. Yeah. And then Piff walked by with four cameras following him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, some people are having a better season than others. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. Day one. If you are in communication with people who work on the show, you can go past that part mm-hmm. if they like your stuff. They're on the fence whether they're going to skip that step with me or not. Mm-hmm. And then someone named Piff the Magic Dragon said, let me talk to them. <laughs> and so I'm going to go to Pasadena and I will... my. First trick will be auditioning for the judges panel. Oh, with for uh, yeah, Simon, Sophia, so, Heidi, and Howie. So on the on the on the air. Yeah, on air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't want to freak you out here when we're on microphones in front of us, <laughs> but if you get this, yeah, do you have another five tricks? Oh, 
No. <laughs> no. You know you need those. Yeah, I do, but... That's where you get fucked. Here's the hard part. Yeah. Uh, n- one, uh, n- no kidding. And uh, uh, the work that it took to take one of my strongest tricks and make it an AGT trick, knowing that that work has to happen every time, mm-hmm. is why I'm saying I don't. Uh, I have the basis, I have the boolea base of four tricks that I want to do. But it will take the same Herculean effort it took to make this trick an AGT trick. And by Herculean effort, you mean piff. Yes. <laughs> I guess it's just a reptilian effort. Same <laughs> reptilian effort it takes to get it done. And that's what I said to Piff because we got it in good shape. And then he was like, this is great. And I said, yeah, by the way, if this goes forward, I just have to keep relying on you. <laughs> and he really just texted, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. what you're what you're going to AGT with yeah. is a Matt Donnelly and Piff trick. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, right down to like he's helping write dialogue and stuff, yeah. you know. And he writes things like, you know, sadly, I've I this happened or whatever. And I was like, I don't say sadly mm-hmm. to start any of my sentences. Mm-hmm. I, we got to change that line. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Donnelly's relationship with adverbs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm very pen influenced now. <laughs> I'm not a big adverb guy. It's incredible. I just have to write it. You know, it's, yeah. Right now, I'm just going to just focus on two days from now. And, it, and if it goes well, then yeah, it, it goes from like, hooray for like a minute and then going like, shit, how do I make the next trick happen? The only warning. So you'll I, know Tuesday. Uh, when, yeah, I drive out Tuesday to, and then it's Wednesday morning I'm shooting. So I'll know. And you'll know. I'll know. I won't be able, I think that part I won't be able. They, if, for, you know, full disclosure is that like they've, I've gotten emails and they're saying to talk about it more openly mm-hmm. and document it and that kind of stuff. And so I was like, well, that's a change from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But I believe I can't say what happens. You can tell me. Of course I can tell you. I mean, on air, I can't. Yeah. I'll have to wait till it airs for, for, the, for the rest of the public. But they'll be able to tell next Sunday if, <laughs> I, if my voice is sad or happy. If you don't check in with me at all. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're going to try to find someone to do this show with me who's not a loser. (laughs) That's where I'll start the show. I I can't rule it out. (laughs) Uh, No, it's it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The problem is you cannot keep the not cares. You can't keep the don't No. And that's the thing. We talked about it a little bit. Last oh, so yeah. a few episodes last week where, you know, when you want to apprentice, it's yeah. like you can tell yourself all these things before you go out there. Yeah. And and I remember listening to you and talking to Glenn and everybody before you went out there. Yeah. Once you're in the game, you're in the game. There's no way out of it. You know. I think Adam Carolla yeah. was able to stay outside of the fray. Yeah. I think he didn't give a fuck. But that's because Al- Adam Carolla lives his life not giving a fuck. Yeah. He's always kind of outside of his own life. Yeah. And he's let gigs go. That we all know, and we don't, you know, that he doesn't care. You know, he's originally hosting with Kimmel and that kind of stuff. And just, that's just, he just goes, he just does his own thing. Yeah. So he was able to kind of do it. Yeah. Like, so uh, when that, when that aerialist said like very AGT, mm -hmm. it felt a lot like when I was at the ice cream meeting for Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, just like, yeah, I'm in it right now. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm playing the game. I'm making ice cream for (laughs) for a show at Celebrity Apprentice. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Very exciting, and uh, can't talk about, but also things are looking positive for Foolers, too. So Good. It's going to be a busy time. Busy, busy, busy time. If Mox doesn't steal all our gigs. I know, exactly. exactly. Mox is now driving, and we're going to talk about that, but for right now, that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School.
cha-cha-cha. You become naked. Taking the guitar. You know, we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly. Hey, Matt. Matt. Hey, yeah. Matt. Matt, you listening? I'm over here. Hey, Matt, can be the thing? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I want to thank the following people who support us at Patreon. These are people who get postcards signed by Penn, designed by Brogan. My Dixie Wrecked. Grayson Shore, Will Jason, Dave, I want to finger your cunt Brenner, Sunday Sinner Pod, Tristan Conant, Omar Rivera, Veal Erikia, I did my best, name withheld due to NDA, oh, what the hell, it's Paul Gruner, Aaron Boyd, <laughs> Mason Gooch, Vaughn DJ Double Chicken Beerhoff, Sagebrush, Matthew Mishu, Luke Mellon, Eileen Hunter, Samuel Stewart, Artisanal, Sudoku.substack.com, Ken Kravchuk, Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Average Seal, Ben Price, Shane Farah, Matt Williams, Tim Boner Office McQueen, and Soapy Fresh. Thank you so much. Thank you.